Welcome to BizBody, everyone. I'm your host, Keith Shimon. Great coaches have the ability to make the complex simple, no matter what the discipline. They help you uncover your vision and the vision of what you really want. This vision defines your goals. And if you're like me, I never liked the word goals. They stressed me out. Goals stressed me out. Client goals, marketing goals, business goals. I would set goals, achieve goals, and still feel the same. Felt like kind of hollow. Then I met Karen Adderley. She was my mentor. I realized my goals stressed me out because they were never really my goals to begin with. And that sounds kind of weird. She added the why to it and the because. So money goal, why not more money? Client goal, why not more clients or less clients? Personal goals, family goals, like why does it matter? My goals needed substance. That is exactly what Karen coaches. She makes a process of teasing out what really makes you tick seem effortless. Karen Adderley is up in Vancouver, Canada. She coaches at the Mad Lab School of Fitness. She's a strong coach mentor, and she coordinates goal-setting workshops. So if you feel like you're setting and forgetting goals, or you have no actionable goals to begin with, this is a conversation you won't want to miss. Before we start, make sure that you subscribe to the podcast and rate this episode, leave a review, and share it with your friends, because you know it'll help them out. And now, the conversation with Karen Adderley. We hear about safety in healthcare all the time. And in, in, in the States, there are these preconceived notions of what Obamacare was like. You know, what is it like having the security of a state-run healthcare system for you? Yeah, I mean, well, I, first of all, I, I don't know any different. Yeah, right? no, it's cool. That, that, um, that's why I value I, this. Yeah, and I see even... Um, you know, things on social media about people getting bills for their, their, their time in the hospital, uh, recovering from COVID. And I can't even imagine having that stress added to like worrying about your own health or your family's health. Um, but you know, for, for, for us, like the, the best example that I can give is during this COVID time, um, my dad, uh, started having some stomach pains and um they put off his surgery started in march and uh, they were going to give him surgery in um in june and things started to progress and get worse for him and he did a um like a phone consult with the surgeon um they sent him you know the next day for an ultrasound um and that was the Thursday and, you know, they checked him in on the Saturday um, and he had his surgery on the, on the Monday morning. Hmm. So even with everything that was happening with COVID and, and, and everything, um, you know, they, they had the, the system in place to perform, you know, the life-saving surgeries that, that were, that were required. And, um, and, you know, we don't have to worry about a bill at the end or if it's going to be covered by his insurance or, anything like that. Now he's home and he can concentrate on recovering and getting better um, rather than, you know, as a retired 
70 something year old man trying to figure out how he's going to pay back hundreds of thousands of dollars you know he the the surgery went very well he he did um he ended up having some some issues with breathing not covid related but just just with everything that was happening and he ended up on a ventilator and the fact that we had an icu bed and that we had ventilators available and that um you know that just that really meant a lot that first of all that as a society as my local community that we we took those restrictions um seriously and that our leadership um enacted on those restrictions early um and i can't imagine what it must be like to be in one of the the places where things are are not going so well you know to be in italy or spain or, or new york or anywhere where things like uh, icu beds and, and ventilators are at a premium like what what could have been the result um mm -hmm. so yeah it, and you know for me knowing that if there's ever anything wrong i i just need to make an appointment and go see my doctor and i don't have to worry about anything else really that's gotta um, be that that's gotta be awesome yeah that's yeah. gonna be great and and i know there's there's a lot of talk about like our wait times and i think for for certain elective surgeries you know there definitely is a wait um i imagine there's a wait in most places for 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 elective um procedures um mm. but yeah it's 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 not been it's not been an issue with with my family or any of the um the health problems that, that my family's gone through so i'm very much grateful for my universal health care <laughs> <laughs> and i want to adopt all of my american friends to come and live with us so. <laughs> <laughs> part, part with your ways come exactly. to canada that's what it's all about <laughs> exactly <laughs> that's awesome hey you know yeah. like um shifting shifting gears with with this because like i think that um what we're going to talk about today like the way that you approach goal setting with me um being my mentor through the whole strong coach process was mm. was eye opening and um and I, I wanted to get into that f specifically today um mm. but with before that what made you shift gears towards all of a sudden you know you have the the exercise background um yeah you have a day job too mm -hmm. and now you're like well i just wow this this goal setting thing really pushed a pushed a couple buttons for me what was what was that transformation like for you to this point well you know i mean i i joined the strong coach program myself um for more of the personal development side of things. Um, in terms of coaching, I think there are many people that can teach you how to deadlift or squat. Um, and I think trying to find a way to, um, I don't know, elevate your coaching game and, and, and put yourself in a different category from most other coaches. Um, and for me, it really started with my nutrition clients. Um, people coaching with with nutrition because my clients understood they didn't need me to tell them you know eat less ice cream and more broccoli like it that's not 
that's not what it was really about. Um, sure, you can give someone a set of macros to follow, and um, but what what really happened was discovering that most of my female clients, specifically, and some of my male clients, that it was it really went deeper than that. And how could I, as a coach, have an impact on a deeper level rather than just throwing, you know, you know, I want to eat thirty percent protein at them, you know, which you can get that off of Google, you know what I mean? There's, there's online calculators for that. And um, so that, that led me to the strong coach. And right away, one of our first assignments was, was a perfect day assignment. And sitting down and actually thinking about what it is you want out of your life, out of your day. What does a perfect day even, even look like for you? Um, and how far is that from from what your day looks like right now. Um, how, far, how far off was it when you first started? Um, you know what? It, it, my struggle was being unreasonable. Um, so that is one of the, I don't know, the tenets of the strong coach program is, is being unreasonable. And, you know, my perfect day still had me waking up at four 30 in the morning to go coach. And, um, and I, I, I wouldn't say that that's even changed because I love coaching. I'm a morning person and I love coaching in the morning, but, but what did the rest of that day look like? Did it look like rushing off to work and then working for eight, nine hours and then rushing off to um, go coach somewhere else in the evening and coming home and not really seeing the family and the kids and, you know, high five the hubby on the way to bed and, and that's it. Right. Um, <laughs> so looking at what what did I even want my day like starting with one day what is that what do I want that to look like um and then moving on and looking at 10-year goals and like my goodness I don't I hadn't considered 10 years down the road before like what did I want that to look like and just having that understanding that I was I was able to create, I was the architect of, of my own life. And, and when you don't sit down and you don't write things down and you don't even consider what you want 10 years to look like, then 10 years goes by and, and you don't really even notice. And oftentimes you find yourself in the same place you were 10 years previously. Um, so being able to sit down and and reflect and consider and and decide on what I want 10 years to look like in all different aspects of my life, right? So not just my career, but what did I want my home to look like? What did I want my family to look like? What did mm -hmm. I want my financial situation to look like? What did I want my health and fitness to look like? Um and coming up with these 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 goals for 10 years down the road um to put me in the direction that um, that I need to be moving in towards, right? Mm -hmm. It's pretty and, powerful, yeah. And then taking that same those same concepts and applying it to um, to my clients, and you know, a nutrition client it might look a little different. It might be what do you what does a perfect food and body day look like? Mm. You know. Um, what do you eat? What do you wear? How do you feel about yourself? Like trying to figure out what it is that we want. Um, so I don't think 
we ask ourselves enough what it is we want out of life or where we want to go. Um, Do you have any favorite questions that you that you ask that like for for say a nutrition client that that really tend to to resonate to maybe help somebody who maybe has never really thought about themselves, mm-hmm. you know, cause that's a, that could be pretty emotionally charged. I imagine. Yeah, for sure. Um, you know, coming up with the goal itself is, is powerful and it's, it is where you can set your, your, your direction that you want to go. But when we do our goal setting, as you know, um, we state our goal and then we add in because. And I find the most powerful part of goal setting um, to be digging into the reasons why we want those goals. And it is rarely the first because reason that someone gives me (laughs) and my favorite thing to do as as you know is to keep digging into that because and that why why do you want this like and and part of it is is this really your goal or is this something that you think you should have as a goal or that others expect of you um to be your goal and when you when you really dig into the because, um, it, it really doesn't allow for other people's expectations anymore. Um, and I find digging into that because we often changes what that goal is to begin with when we really dig deep and figure out what it is we want. So a lot of people come with um, financial goals. Like I want to make, you know, million dollars a year i'm like okay great why but oh because then i'll be financially stable great what does that mean you know and just keep digging in and you know i've had um i've done a number of goal setting workshops as well as with um goal setting with my clients and you know a lot of times it comes down to past traumas and stories that um from our childhood that we're really trying to move through, overcome. Um, and a lot of people are just looking for a security that they, that they missed or an acceptance or a belonging or uh, a feeling of love um, that we missed from childhood. And um, so that's where goal setting turns into story work. Um, and uh, something that I, I learned to do from uh, Mark England um, in the Unlifted program. Um, is really digging into those stories um, and changing changing the tapes that we have we have in our running in our brains. Um, so it's all really connected. It's all connected to the language and how we think and feel about um, ourselves and and what we want for the future and tying it all in together. So, if, so if somebody was to like say start off and try to even formulate a goal Mm -hmm. what kind of process would you give that person well the first thing we do is the perfect day right i find people um have an easier time writing out what their perfect day might look like 
mm-hmm. versus projecting 10 years into the future. So if your perfect day looks like waking up in a cabin in the woods and it's peaceful and you're having your coffee and the birds are singing and, and you live in a condo in downtown Vancouver, um, you know, then we can start to build our goals um, to put you in the direction of what that perfect day might, might look like, right? So what do we need to do to get you to that cabin in the woods? Um, and I like to break it down into those categories of like career, of family, of finance, um, and taking those little bite-sized chunks um, so you can focus on, on sort of one thing at a time. Um, and then using our language in that first part of the goal to make it as if uh, we've already done it, right? It's a goal that we've already completed. So for myself, um, one of my goals is by April 2029, I have written a book about women's health, say. Okay, so I'm speaking my goal as if I've already completed it so that I can start to live as the person that reaches that goal. So that's my identity now. I am the person that has written a book in April 2029. (laughs) (laughs) This This is a true goal right now for you? This is a true goal, yes. Nice. Right? Nice, nice. So then... When we take these big goals and then, and then we work on the because, like, why do I want to do that, right? Why do I want to make, because I want to make an impact in women's lives. Okay, great. So why do I want to make an impact into women's lives? And, you know, for me, when I dig into the because of that specific goal, it's because when I had my own health issues, I was challenged to find any resources. Hmm. So you know, trying to struggle through that on my own. Um, you know, we're talking about the, the healthcare system, but, you know, the, the traditional healthcare system uh, kind of failing me in that, that struggle um, and just wanting to be that resource for other people so that they didn't have to go through the same thing, right? Mm-hmm. So finding a real because and then taking that 10 years, okay, I want to write a book in 10 years. I'm like, oh my God, like, do I just ignore it for the next nine and, <laughs> and like spend a year like struggling, right, to, to come up with something? Um, so taking that and taking it and breaking it down into the smaller pieces, I'm like, okay, well, what can I do? What can I do in the next three months um, to get me moving in that direction? Okay, well, you know what? Uh, my gym has a blog and I can write uh, weekly for my gym blog. Right. So it's getting me starting to write. I get to research um, more in depth about women's health issues that I want to write about in the blog. Um, And so I started doing that right away. Um, What else did I want to do? Well, you know, I really wanted to um, partner with um, with a naturopathic doctor for this um, because that is who helped me in the long run. So finding a, a partner um, in the naturopathic community. And so starting that process, okay, I found a partner, um, you know, and then moving that on to like, okay, I want to do seminars on women's health. Right. And so you can see how this all builds and builds and it's moving me in that direction of writing, um, this book on women's health. And, you know, that, 
that end goal might pivot. You know, I might not end up writing a book on women's health, but perhaps I'm addressing stadiums full of women um, and, and speaking to them live. You know, does that mean I haven't reached my goal? Kind of, but what it really means is that we, we our goals are dynamic and we can pivot. And I really see the goal setting process as um, directional, like putting me in that right direction. And if I take a slight turn, you know, and, you know, end up in one city, the, the neighboring city, um, I'm still been heading in that same direction. I'm sorry if you can hear my dog freaking out in the background. <laughs> I, loved, I loved the picture of your dogs playing and one of them looks like it was about ready to rip the other one's head off. <laughs> <laughs> That's just, yeah, real life. <laughs> <laughs> but I, I think bringing up the idea that um, like your goals mm-hmm. are dynamic and, and can pivot um, has been a sticking point for a lot of people, including myself with goals saying that if I put these goals together and if I don't, if I don't reach them mm-hmm. like that, that's some sort of failure point, you know, and um, can you talk about like the idea of the pivot of the goal and the, the di- like the dynamism of, of the, of a goal and mm-hmm. what that, what that, as you guide people through that. Um, Cause you definitely helped me a lot with, the shaping of these goals and and now like coming to terms with you know what they can be mm-hmm. um, can go into that a little bit yeah there's um an analogy i use um when i'm doing goal setting workshops um because there is there are times where um people have resistance to setting something up for 10 years down the road and oftentimes i hear well i don't even know what i'm going to have for dinner tonight, never mind what I'm going to be doing 10 years down the road. Um, and one of the analogies I like to, to, to use with um, when I'm doing these workshops is just, you know, we, I'm here in Vancouver, we're on the West Coast, right? And when I talk about goal setting, I said, okay, well, this is going to set us in the direction that we want to go. So perhaps we make our goal that we want to end up in um, St. John's, Newfoundland, right? It's the easternmost point of, of America and this is where we want to go we want to go east and we want to hit St. John's Newfoundland and as we travel along um, you know we're heading east and the part of it is um, understanding that if we're two two towns over in east that we're still making progress because sometimes it doesn't feel like progress if we're just in say we've made it to Calgary which is, you know, the next problem is over. It doesn't feel like we've gone that far when you, you're still looking at how far St. John's Newfoundland is. And sorry for your American listeners. You know, you get, get out an old atlas. Just, yeah, just get, get the atlas out. <laughs> take get a look. Google Maps. Yeah. <laughs> um, but, you know, it's still progress and it's still measurable progress and we've still moved east. Um, hmm. And if we end up in, um, say we end up in, in New York City, if we end up in Manhattan, we've, our goal is pivoted. We're not in St. John's, Newfoundland, but overall we've still gone in that direction of East and we've still made that progress and we've still crossed the country and, and that end goal may be a little bit different, um, but the work and the process to get there has, has been the same, if that makes sense. That makes perfect sense. Do you, do you have um, 
a way for people like you recommend a way for them to be able to take a look back and sort of, uh, I wouldn't say sort of, to be able to give themselves almost like a pat on the back to say, Hey, look, here's where you are. Let's have some sort Mm -hmm. of feedback. Is there a process that you like to, um, tell people to throw in every once in a while to see how much maybe that they've grown or changed or gotten closer to a goal? Yeah. Um, one of the things I like to do is, is to do a check-in every 90 days or like once a quarter to review your goals, um, to see where, where you're at compared to where you started from. And when we have our 90 day, when we look forward for 90 more days, we're going to set action steps to accomplish in those 90 days that'll keep moving us forward. Right. So they may be small actions, right? So when I started and decided I wanted to write a book, um, you know, one of my actions was to write in my journal every day, right. To get me to the practice of writing because I hadn't written anything before. Yeah. I'm not, I'm not a writer. <laughs> I wasn't a writer. Um, or now. <laughs> exactly. Um, so just looking at, okay, did I accomplish that? Um, the three tasks that I've given myself for that 90 day period to move me towards that goal. Have I, have I made progress on those? And then revisiting the, that 90 day, that goal in the 90 days, like, okay, is this still what I want mm-hmm. as things changed? Um, and then moving forward and setting three more, three more tasks to kind of accomplish in that, in that quarter that's going to get me to the next quarter. So definitely having regular check-ins and having breaking it down into small tasks that you can do in that quarter or daily habits or, or whatever it is, some smaller bite sizes that, um, that we can see that measurable progress. So I, it's like weight loss, right? Um, if you want to lose 100 pounds, that might seem like a really big insurmountable goal. Um, but if you can see every 90 days that you're losing two pounds, if you're still looking forward at the 98 that you've got left, that might still seem like you're not really making progress, but really focusing on what you have accomplished in that time and then setting that next small step, that next small goal and taking those bite-sized chunks um, really helps keep you on track and, and to be able to identify early if that goal is going to pivot. You know, when I, when I set my, health and fitness goal when I first started the strong coach program you know I wanted to uh, podium at the world uh, masters weightlifting champion that was going to be my goal championships that was going to be my goal Um, and a year later you know that's that's pivoted what hasn't changed is the process of being a champion and the things that a champion needs to do to reach those goals are still the things that I do now. So while my, the end goal might change, the process and the steps doesn't, right? So I need to, I need to practice. (laughs) I need appropriate rest and recovery. I need good nutrition. Um, I need to take care of my self care, all of these things that, um, and I need to train smart. All the things that a champion will, would do are still the things that I utilize in my daily life, even though that end goal has changed. Hmm. That's pretty much you know, a universal methodology of progression. If, like, mm-hmm. if, you, if you want to stay out of brain fog and you want to recover, it's, it, it's pretty universal. You know? <laughs> it doesn't change much. Well, so, so where do you see... Um, 
your practice in actually like where do you see yourself going in the next say five years like what do you see the evolution look like yeah well i mean one of the the benefits of the the goal setting um like the workshops and the practice that that i've started is it's gotten me um out of the gym so i can actually affect people's lives outside of the gym um and uh have an impact that way, which has been great um, because I've used goal setting with with my clients, but to have an impact outside of the gym walls as well um, is important. Um, and uh, funnily enough, last week was last weekend was supposed to be um, my uh, my partner and I's uh, first women's retreat. Um, that was going to involve a lot of. Uh, goal setting and language work and story work. Um, then of course, COVID, COVID happened. The Zoom um, retreat? <laughs> uh, yeah, we didn't quite make it a Zoom retreat, um, but th that is in the works for when we can resume. Um, nice. That is starting um, doing some women's retreats um, that would kind of be in somewhat in alignment with, you know, the, the seminars that I wanted to that I identified as a goal. It's just, again, it's a shift and a pivot as, as I grow and develop. Um, so do my goals. So, mm. so yeah, the next step is, is, um, is retreats for primarily we're focusing on, on, on women. Oh, well, now what about, uh, your, your exercise coaching? That is continuing. So those two alongside of each other, <laughs> um, because I think the the goal setting has been um, been powerful with my with my clients um, at the gym. Um, you know, a lot of people come in uh, to fitness without any real goals, or perhaps um, you know the goal of of weight loss. I just want to lose some weight. Okay, great. What happens after you lose that weight? <laughs> oh well, do you stop coming to the gym? Do you stop doing fitness? <laughs> um, Never see that. <laughs> <laughs> right? So it's, it's really identifying what those goals are and, and getting to the heart of why they have those goals. And, um, you know, I'll share with you, one of my clients uh, came to me and his goal is weight loss. And um, it was, you know, digging in to his stories and to the reasons why he wanted this weight loss. And, um, you know, we, to find out that, he had just turned 57 and that his mother had died at the age of 57 hmm. um, and that she was obese and had health, health complications of that. And, you know, he was following that same path and, um, you know, really finding out that the reason he was there was because he didn't want to die. Hmm. Now, that goal is so much more impactful than just, I want to lose 40 pounds, right? Um, yeah. so really finding the, the real reason is, 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 and it's one of the things that I'm, um, that I enjoy doing and that I'm passionate about. And I think makes a real difference in, in sticking to your goals when you really understand the reasons why you want it. So it, it's, it's, it's important at the gym as well as outside of the gym. <laughs> yeah. I can see why, why you're drawn to it. Um, <laughs> where, where can people, if they're interested in goal setting what like goal setting workshops mm -hmm. um 
can they go and, and check out what you have going on? Yeah, for sure. Um, you can find me on Instagram. It's probably the best place. Um, Coach Karan YVR. Um, or you can reach out to me. My gym is uh, Mad Lab School of Fitness in Vancouver. So you can always reach out to me there as well. See the future Zoom retreats. I know. <laughs> it's a, a workshop would be good, great on Zoom. I'm not sure about like a weekend retreat. Everyone's <laughs> <laughs> just stuck in front of a screen. <laughs> yeah, for three days. Three days in front of Zoom. Not sure that translates. <laughs> I think you just stay in the bathroom. <laughs> <laughs> exactly. <laughs> exactly. That's fabulous. Well, I want to thank you for your time and, and being on the show. Um, yeah. And, um, just one last thing. Um, if, if one person had trouble getting started with the perfect day of actually thinking about themselves, um, maybe it's the first time they thought about like what they actually wanted mm -hmm. in, in their life. Is there anything that you recommend to help kind of calm them and with, with that path for someone who's like really stuck and mm -hmm. could really use just a, like a little, a little nudge, a little help? Yeah, I, um, you know, there's a couple of things. First of all, I really like to just create some space and some time for to sit down and to do the work, right? So it's it's challenging to do that in between meetings at your desk. Um, so especially if you can get outside somewhere that's really calm uh, setting to sit and really uh, do some contemplation. And um, the other thing I like to tell my clients to do is is take it step by step, right? So maybe we want to just focus on what, what do you, what does your perfect morning look like? Mm. Right? Like, do you, do you wake up at 4.30 in the morning and go to the gym? <laughs> or <laughs> maybe you're waking up at 8 a.m. and you're having a coffee and, and you're journaling and you're, you've got five dogs at your feet. Like, what does that look like for you? And just take it like, section by section you don't have to figure out everything at once and you know my perfect day I've rewritten it multiple times because that that changes as well right yeah, a living document for sure it is living totally yeah yeah you taught me a lot and I really appreciate you being my mentor through the whole process um fun and um we definitely have to touch base again in the near future and absolutely see how, with me. see how your book is coming <laughs> thank you for listening to the show if you like what you heard you want more go over to bizbody.net next week we have a good one my friend pete bomarito talks about combine in the future of physical education you're not going to want to miss that one so until next week <laughs>